What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Bleacher Banter Podcast presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. It's your host, Tommy Buns, here with Sully and Jones, and we have another quarantine episode for you. Um, before we get started, though, um, you know, for the most part, we like to stay out of politics, keep things light uh, here at Bleacher Fan, but ignoring the current state of things in the country and um, what's been happening seems just irresponsible. Um, it would honestly be part of the problem because we spend our time here talking about black athletes. Most of the time, you know, majority of the athletes we talk about are black. They are part of the group that these protests are centered around. And uh, while we as three white guys know nothing about the struggles of being a black person in America, um, we're not going to pretend to know that. Um, we just wanted to say that uh, we understand how you feel. We don't understand how you feel, but we stand with you. Um, we want you to know that we support you. We want to do everything we can to learn, to grow, to try and invoke some type of change and just help show the world that Black Lives Matter and that we stand with that movement. And it's all love from everyone here at Bleacher Fan, and we are behind you 100%. We just wanted to make sure that we addressed the issues going on. Like we said, it felt irresponsible to ignore that. Um, but... Let's bring some normalcy back to things a little bit. We have some good news to talk about this week in the sports world. Seems like the NBA is actually going to come back for a playoff run. They're inviting 22 teams to Orlando, 9 Eastern Conference, 13 Western Conference. And they are going to have, a, um, I believe, an eight-game regular season uh, to end out the year. And then the best eight teams from each conference left will play in a normal playoff format. The league has proposed it. They're voting on it tomorrow. It seems like all things are go. Woj reported it today. First Woj bomb in, I don't know, guys, what, three months? Yeah. I mean, the last one wasn't good. No, the last one was not that good. the COVID one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the last one almost knocked Mark Cuban out of his fucking seat. That's, you know, it's not something that happens often. But, yeah, I mean, this is, it, it's like, it's a good sign. You know, it's. We, we've been without it so much that any progress is is good, and, and no matter how, how little it seems. But, you know, get, when, when is the NHL supposed to come back? In, in like, July, mid-July now? Yeah, be, yeah, if uh, they can agree on that. So it'll be – we'll have a simultaneous NBA-NHL playoff run if that happens. That would be that'd Yeah, be I mean, that's, cool. that's what we always get, but, I mean, it would it would feel not cool to not have that. Right, exactly. Uh, and baseball, if they can ever figure it out. But, oh, uh, baseball. Yeah, I think figuring it out. We are not. I think we need to. Let's just get that out of the way. I don't think we're seeing a baseball season, guys. Yeah, no, it doesn't look good. But uh, in regards to the NBA, though, so the only uh, main change, uh, so it seems, would be the importance of the nine seed in this case is that if you're within four games, the eight seed will be in single elimination, and the nine seed won't be in double elimination in regards to making the normal 16-team playoff format. 
So right now, as it stands, we have one. It was the top 22 teams invited. So that means only nine of the Eastern Conference. Obviously, it's notoriously the weaker of the conferences. And and then how many? 12? Yeah, 12 of, is that right? 12? Yeah, 12. No. 13. 13. I don't I don't know why my math was so off there. Couldn't, <laughs> couldn't do it. Uh, teacher couldn't Hartford do it. Education. 13. Thir- <laughs> yeah, 13 Western, Western Conference. So right now... As it stands, you have the eight seed Magic with a five and a half game lead over the walk of the Washington Wizards. So if they maintain that over four game lead, the eight seed would be the Magic, and they'd win that outright. There'd be no playing for that eight seed. It would so it'd be the one through eight seeds, and that very well may be possible. And on the other side, you have the Grizzlies in the eight seed, and then you have what are the eight teams? It's the in order, I don't, I don't know in order, but it's the Pelicans, Spurs, Kings, Blazers. One other one I'm missing. Portland said, in order. Portland, the Blazers, Pelicans, Kings, Spurs. I had them all. Oh, okay. So then, yeah, you said all five. Yeah. So I got. Oh no, and 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 the and the Suns. So it's five there. It's five in the West. And one in the East. It's six additional teams. So six plus the twenty, the six plus the original sixteen is the twenty-two. Only the six teams are being left out: the Warriors, Wolves, Cleveland, Atlanta, Detroit, and the Knicks. Oh no, there's eight teams, and then, and then Chicago and Charlotte. Hey, eight teams, eight, te- eight teams left out. So we're getting. So our, I better get my percentage get points. Well, I better get those percentage points, baby. You're in the playoffs if you're in that 22. You're not getting my lottery points. Give my give me them ping pong balls. Oh yeah, the Knicks. The Knicks better get the percentage points. Where yeah, did you finish as far as ball. records, Dave? Were you I, guys? You guys uh, must have been bottom. Sixth worst. Oh, damn. Yeah, but barely, barely sixth worst. It's all right. We beat uh, the we beat the Hawks in the last game of the season to go from fourth to sixth in classic Knicks fashion. The but to be fair, to be fair, you didn't know it was gonna be the last uh the last the last game of the season at the time. So they were it was it was a mid March game. They had to win at least a couple. Yeah, yeah. I mean I don't like them to win any in ga- in years like this. But you know this is the classic you know Nick Nick situation. They've done it so many times. The year that the year they could have drafted Curry was they did the same thing. They went from fifth or sixth to eighth in the last in the last uh like two or three games of the year uh same with was it they were the poor the year they drafted porzingis obviously that ended up working out for them uh because but they went from first to second so who knows i mean i guess it didn't work out for them because the timberwolves were the worst and they got the first pick and they got towns but Whatever. Yeah, well, that worked out. Well, wouldn't it be fucked up if the Warriors got the first pick? <laughs> if, like, the one they're year, gonna. like, the Warriors. Like, they're gonna. If you think they're not gonna, they're gonna. I know. Could you imagine? The, who? So, I can't even remember college basketball at this point. Who is the, um, who's gonna be the number one pick this year, even? I think this year. Well, hello? I think this year, more than any other year in my memory recently, it matters who has the first pick. I think there's like four or five guys that could go number one. I feel like I'm. I, I Mello, literally can't even Mello is certainly one of them. I can tell you right now, if the Knicks get the number one pick, Lamelo Ball will be the number one overall draft pick. Would you love that or hate that? I love every second of it. <laughs> I I think he's the best player in the draft. 
It's either him or Obi Toppin, but Obi Toppin, we just don't oh, need that's right, him. Obi, yeah. Obi Toppin's a monster. All right. How I could mean, I forget? If you're looking He's at Obi Toppin, LaMelo Ball, uh, James Wiseman, obviously. Wiseman's got to prove to me that he's more than uh, Dwight Howard. On I don't think Wiseman's going first, but he's in the running. Certainly, I mean, and the Warriors. I would, I wouldn't be surprised if the Warriors took him if they got the first pick. They've always needed a kind of. They don't need like a scoring big man, and he's good defensively. He clearly is athletic enough to play in within yeah, that, that, that run the. So, I mean, he's just a better version, better, more athletic version of a JaVale McGee or something like that. If he can hit down a 15, 20-foot jump shot consistently, you know, the old Amari Stoudemire shot, then he's going to be an animal. And he's going to be a perfect fit in that offense. Yeah. I could also see them going small ball and, and drafting a guy like Obi Toppin and trying to put him in that Durant role, that really tall, lanky forward. I mean, yeah, I don't think they would need Anthony Edwards. No, he doesn't. He doesn't fit. Uh, he's From Edwards. Georgia. I like. He's got a lot of. He's got a lot of raw talent, but he. That's the problem. It's raw to an extent. He needs to. Um, he needs to. He needs to work on his game. But uh, he's another one that could absolutely go first overall, and it wouldn't be a surprise at all. Good for sure. Yeah. He actually is the uh, Vegas favorite to go one overall right now. I'm yeah. not. Last time I checked, that's what it was. Um, I don't know if it still is, but it'll change depending on the lottery. Obviously, whoever gets that pick, as you said. Um, but who do you guys want to see in the Western Conference, the eight-nine matchup? Because right now you got Memphis eighteen. Memphis, we'll say Memphis is where they are. We'll say they're no games back. Portland, tw- three and a half back of them. New Orleans, three and a half back of Memphis. Sacramento, three and a half back of them. All of them are same percentage-wise record, pretty much. Uh, Spurs are four back. And then the only team kind of out of it, I guess, is the Suns. They're six out. They're the ones that don't really have a chance. But those top four, those five Western Conference teams, all have a chop. Because you're looking for that nine seed to get at least have a chance to play for the eight seed. So if you're the Spurs, you're only half a game out of getting that nine seed from the other Three. So I yeah, know but, what I, but I mean. The Spurs, like the like a team like the Spurs, they could jump up to seven or six conceivably. Yeah. Like what? What? What's the difference record wise there? Uh, uh, Dallas is no, way they couldn't. Dallas no, is, yeah, Dallas, Dallas is forty and seven games ahead of Memphis. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's Never been mind so that. long. I think you're thinking of last year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Last so year it was Dallas like has a seven game lead over Memphis, so, so Dallas is the seventh seed as long. Unless they lost every single game and Memphis won every single game, Dallas is in the seven seed. Dallas, get get Dallas. Well, no, well, no, Dallas can't fall to the eight seed. I should say they can go to the six seed with Houston. You know there can be movement obviously amongst the other teams, and that's something important as well um, for you know teams in the East two you know two through six. So there's definitely you know reshaping, but to me, I definitely want to see obviously you know Jaw versus Zion. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, that's what we want to see. Like, and this could really play interesting role in the Rookie of the Year because, obviously, Zion dominated. He would be the Rookie of the Year under any normal circumstance if he played the amount of games needed, but he didn't. And now he played even less games. He's probably going to end up playing uh, only less than 30 games of the year now because of the shortened regular season, uh, eight-game regular season to finish it out. So, But if he beats Ja, let's say if – 
you know, they beat them, you know, they beat them, you know, twice and they move on to the 18 and he's convincingly the best player in that best player between the duo and he crushes jaw. How can you not give it to Zion? He has a case. He certainly has a case and, and it'll, it'll be, and it'll sports. We always like what's hot. We always are prisoners or of the moment very often. And I oh, personally yeah. really would like to give it to Zion, not saying Ja does not deserve it. And Ja had the more, he stayed healthy in there, and he brought the Grizzlies to the playoffs. You know, he's got to get credit for that. But Zion is just, we saw what he did. He's a transcending talent, and he's only going to get better defensively, rebounding. When it develops his three-point shot, I really hope the Pelicans sneak into that eight seed, and then they play the Lakers. And we have Lakers, we have LeBron versus how many, Zion. How many games back are the Lakers, or how many are the Clippers or the Lakers? Clippers are out. Clippers are five yeah. and a half. Yeah, back. Lakers. So they're, they're conceivably the out. Seed. They could fall to the three seed. They're a game and a half above Denver for the three seed. But the Lakers are five and a half above the Clippers. And so, you know, assuming the, the Lakers win three games and the Clippers don't win out, the Lakers have the one seed. Yeah, what are the chances Kawhi Leonard load manages one of those eight games? <laughs> oh, oh, man. So I mean, I, th- so I think there's a so good true. chance he does it once. Just to say, I, I think Just definitely he'll game. do one of the last Remember, couple it, games. Like one of the last, the last one or in? two games. If they have the last two seed locked in from Denver, he 100% will. Yeah. I mean, that's like, like, he'll pull an Aaron Rodgers. Oh, my I mean, but like, but like every team does that when they have that locked in the last few games. They do, but Kawhi's taken off more games in the last two years. But I feel like at this point, you're going to be, these guys are going to be like, they're going to need to get play. back into a rhythm. They're going to want to play. They just had three months off. Like, they're going to. Yeah, but think about it. Their lives are now. They're going from no work, all, I mean, not necessarily all play is not a great example of right now, but like they're going from doing nothing with their job to now doing only their job 24 seven for three and a half, four months. And yeah, then there's, there's no, there's no, uh, up season. There's no, if anything, the warm up for the playoff teams is this eight game finish the regular season, which I think is smart. You know, uh, there's some there's some bench dudes on those those teams that are not like in the playoffs for sure that are praying they lose so they don't have to stay in the fucking bubble forever. Because that's they're they're all trapped in this location, right? Like oh they're, right, they're yeah. yeah. There's well, gonna if be losing the first round. You're you're out. I mean, you're good. Yeah, but you're also free. No, I know that's what I'm saying. It's not like you're in for good. I mean, you know, if Washington Wizards get the nine, you know, come within four games and they have to play the, you know, Orlando and they have double elimination, you know, somehow they, they get past the double elimination against Orlando. They're going to lose in four to Milwaukee. So it's not like they got to save for the entirety of the playoffs. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just saying like, there's, the it's like that are there are stuck in that bubble in Orlando. Yeah, as long as you're there, you're trapped. That's what I'm yeah, saying. No, you're, you're, so there's you're, definitely no, like, there's definitely, the so guys on like there's the, a chance. The tenth or eleventh <laughs> yeah. guys on the bench are definitely like in the back of their head, like, damn, I'd really, really love to go get laid right now. Like <laughs> you know? Like Yeah, I didn't sign up to play in LA to live in a bubble in Orlando. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's uh who knows why they did twenty or twenty two? Did they do it to 
they you know, money. Zion in. Money. What? Yeah, more games, more they ad money. money. More. I, I think be, there's a lot of right now. They're, they're going to be the only Zion. I think money. Do. I think they wanted to finish up regular season. I think they wanted, like we said, a little. Yeah, but like all of those reasons go back to money. Like, yeah, we did it to get Zion in because Zion sells fucking tickets. Yeah. On a watch. So well, again, and to be honest, they, too, want I more, wouldn't... they want more on TV because there's going to be no fans. So they're getting no gate at any of there. They have guaranteed what? So there's all these series. They have like hundreds of guaranteed sellout games that they are just getting no gate from. So I know the NBA doesn't take any money from that, but the teams are losing all the money from that. So there has to be something where the teams are going to be making money off of the advertising for and whatever. they got to be working something out where the teams are going to make out yeah, financially. Yeah, they definitely are because they're gonna, there's going to be more people watching from home inherently because oh, you These are going to be the highest rated NBA games true, ever. Yes, because you, yeah. because you, no one can go anywhere or do anything and we're dying for live sports. Uh, so it's kind of a perfect storm, but I'm, I can almost guarantee you coming from that world previously that ESPN will be definitely charging a premium on ad dollars to for that space, for that ad space along those games. And I can also guarantee you a percentage of that will go to kickback to the NBA and the owners, as it should. You yeah, know, it, it'll go, you know, obviously pay, the players get paid and. You know, that NBA, the players are treated better than anyone with their fully guaranteed contracts. I guess baseball, maybe, but. Yeah. I was going to say baseball, baseball, Bobby Bonilla, man. Baseball is related to what you guys are talking about, but it's just interesting for the dynamic for the 8-9 seed. Um, If Portland plays, Yusuf Nurkic and Zach Collins are back. Damian Lillard ain't back. Wait, what happened with with Damian Lillard? I I literally don't remember anything. He said he wasn't going to play. Well, no, I thought he said if he doesn't have a chance at the playoffs, he's not going to play. Then he has a chance under this format. Right. I'm pretty sure he said if there's no chance, how he's many? Not play. How many? How many? How many games uh, are they back? Well, like I said, they're they're tied for the nine seed right now. Within three, they're within three and a half games of the eight seed. So as long as they maintain that four game buffer between them and the eight seed Grizzlies, which I'm sure they'd be able to, and beat out the other teams to that nine seed. You know, they'd be in that double elimination against the Grizzlies, in which case my money's on the Blazers with Zach Collins, Nurkic, and Damian. Oh. So they, they theoretically 100% have a chance and are very well positioned. Okay, I mean, so but, he's playing until they're mathematically out of it. And they should yeah. be in it the whole time. They should be in it the whole time with that. Who knows how many minutes they're going to play. But if you put a look at that, time, that team on paper, I mean, that team is stacked. I mean, because they lost Nurkic. They lost Nurkic last year, obviously. Huge blow. Hassan Whiteside, very well on his own right. He, pl- he played very well. Uh, did his double-doubles, his block shots. Actually looked like he cared. But Zach Collins, they started. They lost him a couple months of the season, too. He was a big blow. Um, he does a lot of things, extending you know, his range three-point line, defensively b- blocking shots. I liked him a lot coming out of college. He really had a great playoffs last year. So you're getting two big keys, big pieces back in Nurkic and Collins, and they won't probably play extended minutes again. But uh, I really think that gives them a, a a big advantage in getting that that nine seed. And like I said, 
them losing twice or Grizzlies losing once, yeah, I'll take the Blazers. <laughs> I'll take the yeah. Blazers with, with that team because the Blazers, everyone had them a top five to seven team on paper easily. Oh. Some had them lower, six, seven. Some had them fourth or fifth. You know, last year, obviously, we are one year removed from them losing to – did they get swept or was it five games against the Warriors in the conference finals? They, you know – this is the same team, similar team. They lost a couple pieces. They lost Mo Harkless. They lost uh, Evan Turner, lost some key bench pieces, and Alfred Camino. But the similar core pieces there that made the conference finals, which is probably their ceiling. But with that being said, I still want Zion in. <laughs> I still want LeBron yeah. Zion, John, John Moran Zion. But I think my money might be on the Blazers, the smart play. But... Now I'm a little excited. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, but looks like basketball is, is going to return. Hopefully we know tomorrow, Thursday. This, this, thinking more about it, this hockey thing could be real exciting. I mean, hockey playoffs are exciting enough as it is, but now we're getting a whole new format. Hockey's right. always – they've never gotten enough credit for how how flexible they are and how much they're willing to, to risk uh, changing things up in hockey for – to make the product more exciting. I, I they did it with the All-Star game a few years ago and it was a smashing success and I it was, it was smashing it. Yeah. Success. <laughs> little, little but they they, they also stopped playing their England? players play in the Olympics, so you know, fuck them also. That's true. But, Is it going to be took a away, they, they they took away Olympic hockey, which all competitive Olympic hockey, well, it's, which was It's rubbish thing. is what it is. So, yes. <laughs> it's rubbish. Rubbish. <laughs> No, I'm, once again, it's 24, right? So the top yeah. 24 yeah. teams, and they're doing their own. So what is it? The, the it's the last eight teams, right? They need to play. Well, well, the the best eight teams get yeah, a bye. Yeah, that exactly work? I'm not I'm not a hundred percent keyed in on the on how this hockey one's gonna work. Do you know, Tommy? Uh, I really don't. Another than I, what we I, talked I, about I look, last I week, I haven't heard anything. I'm pretty sure it's it seeds uh, 16 to 24 playing. It's either yeah. 16 and to 24. Okay. Oh, I, I do remember. I do remember. It's the top um, the top 16 play or what was it? I have the hold on. I have the images in my phone. It's the top teams like play each other basically in like fucking scrimmages just to like play. And they're not playing for any seating. They're not playing for anything, I'm pretty sure. They're just playing to, like, refresh. And then the other teams, like 16 through 24, like Sully said, are having a um, play-in tournament. And then, yeah, so as of what I have now, so the they have the top four teams in both conferences. Yeah. And then five through uh, 12 in the conferences – We'll play best of five rounds. Like so, five will play twelve, six will play eleven, best of five seven, games. eight, nine. Yeah, they'll play five game series to seed. So the top four teams from each conference are already seeded, one through four, and then five through twelve will play matched up. So five v twelve, six, eleven, seven, ten, eight, nine. We'll play five game series to determine the five through eight seeding in each conference. And then it'll be normal playoffs from that point out. Okay. That makes more sense. So it's a little bit different. You know what I mean? It's not, like, quite normal. And it's something different to give, like, 5 through 12 a chance, which I kind of like because I'm pretty sure, like, 
it doesn't they didn't do it off of um teams that were still in playoff contention when the season ended it was just like they did 5 through 12 will play like didn't matter the records because the canadians were like really fucking bad this year and they're the 12 seed and everyone's like hi you thought you could have a year without the habs in the playoffs did you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's good that both leagues are giving teams that were on the cusp a chance um, of making the playoffs, even if they don't have a great chance. Now they have some sort of chance to to make the playoffs in some sort of last-inch effort, um, you know, because for them to abruptly end the regular season right when everything stopped, that's not really fair for the teams that are really close to making it within a few points in the hockey NHL instance and a few games in the NBA instance, so... Yeah, it looks like two very innovative and, uh, you know, progressive forms adapting to the shitty times we're in right now. But baseball, can we say the same? Ugh. No, baseball. Uh, <laughs> baseball's not going to happen. There's no fucking way baseball happens. I don't know. I, I think it could happen it's just to catch people up. So the owners, it was the owners that wanted, the owners want a shorter season because they want, they believe the less games played, the more the less money they'll lose the players want more games played so the more money they'll make based on the games they play the owner the players what was it 114 they wanted they wanted 114 games played and what are these motherfuckers know, playing triple headers 114 games yeah like where, like that that that's the thing. Yeah, in what time frame? from when baseball saying major league sport most sports right now are saying we don't want to play in november for a potential second and fall spike of covid so are there even days, 114 days between july and fucking the end of october i there's like there's like, literally not yeah you have you have <laughs> july august september october you have you'd have 100 and, and let's call 20. it 125 days you're gonna play basically you're gonna have eight off days and 115 days yeah it just it, it wouldn't literally wouldn't and, and that wouldn't even be including playoffs yeah so it, it, it's just, it's laughable. It doesn't make sense. They just want to, I mean, I don't know why the November 1st date specifically is the date where they're cutting it off for, for potential COVID. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, every other year they play November baseball. No, I mean, but I'm, I'm, I'm saying for some reason we think it's coming back, um, you know, with ferocity, whatever the spike could be. In November, they're saying. In the fall, I hear the fall, the fall, the fall. But the fall is also September, parts of September and October. So for some reason, November 1st, for all sports, I'm, I'm pretty sure none of these sports are playing into November because of the threat of the potential second wave, which I understand. But I don't know why November 1st specifically. I don't know. I'm not well, a scientist. I don't think anyone's told the NFL that yet. <laughs> true, true, and that—that's a whole nother can of worms for them. But I don't know. I, I don't know. I—I I hope the NFL works out. But that's—that could be a shitstorm. But in regards to baseball, so the players wanted 114. The the owners wanted 50, and oddly, right in the middle is 82, and 82 is doable. So there's a clear path. There's a path you would think that's clear, but it's—it's it's just not because both of them are acting like four-year-olds in a sandbox. And uh, what's what's the latest the latest tweet is MLB and Union are they're in agreement according to John Heyman on a few things expanded playoffs universal DH and close to agreeing on the important health protocols 
But it's, of course, if the MLB does imposes a very short season, 40 to 50 games, all bets are on anything and everything else. So, it, obviously, if, if we're talking 40, 50 games, the, owners, the players are going to say, we're not playing 40, 50 games for, I mean, this isn't NBA or NHL where we, you know, reigniting the season, continuing the season. 40, 50 games for a baseball season, that's laughable. I mean, even with what's going yeah, on, the players, players would have the right to say, Go fuck yourself. And I get that. But it just it, it just is so sad how they haven't been able to either side to get this. And there's definitely room for to being pessimistic about this because I just it's crazy. We've we've been talking about this possibly coming to a deal for three, four weeks. Jeff Passan has been pretty optimistic until recently. But he also says to keep in mind, a lot of times these deals come together at the last second somehow in, in his experience. They just they come together, he says. Somehow, out of the darkness, things just happen and sides compromise. Who knows if that will be the case? Well, they can't just not – they can't afford to not play. Yeah. They got to play. Like talked about, they have to play. The if owners they play like year, they could dead. go without playing. That's the thing. But the players, you're not going to get paid. Because the so, owners are all old fucking bags that think that everybody still loves baseball when it's a dying sport to begin with. And if they lose out, if they miss out on a season because of this, they're done. That's it. They're done. Yeah, and, and the baseball thing with owners, though, is they don't have to pay the players. So they're they're thinking with a shortened season or no season, they're going to mitigate their losses by just not having to pay the players, which makes sense in, in a way. I get it. It's selfish and greedy as fuck, but that's where they're coming from. And so they they have the leverage in that regard of we can go without playing a season and we there's six owners I heard according to Buster only that are want no season to return or content without a season happening like six owners I've I've heard which is crazy to think about so it's not all of them but it's a good portion so yeah that's but so what. So what are your expenses if if there's no season? Your expenses are keeping the lights on and paying your front office staff and whatnot, right? You know, like like paying the literally paying the secretary. What cuts they'll give them though? They'll. I mean, we're seeing teams like the Mets, even the Yankees, all these teams cutting tons of minor league players. Oakland A's. What did they say? Oakland A's said they're going to pay everyone twenty five percent less. Well, they're they not cut, cutting they got, them, right? They're just not paying them. Oh yeah, they're not. Play, but I think they cut. They cut a certain amount of players, and then they uh, are paying them twenty five percent. A bunch of teams release players. The Yankees and the Mets are both in fall in that category. Lots yeah. of teams release minor leaguers, and they're saving a small penny compared to what they really have. I think the Yankees. They said Michael Kay said saving two hundred thirty two thousand for cutting for. Uh, releasing the minor leaguers that they did. And Yankees aren't the only one in this. Like I said, Mets, tons of other great organizations. Dodgers are doing this. And it's just, it's crazy that they're they're penny-pinching on $200,000. I get they're getting hurt from every angle, but they're trying to mitigate losses. But, I mean, it's just, it's pretty fucked up. And other than that, you have teams like the Rays, the Marlins, the Twins haven't cut any minor leaguers and are paying them full salary. Yeah, that's that's really crazy. You have the you have the small market teams that are doing the right thing and paying the minor leaguers 
and not releasing players for the most part. The Twins, Marlins, all those teams, Rays, Royals. So it really just it makes you shake your head. Baseball is just showing its ugly colors right now. The problem is like I don't like for the the players union, you know, like the people f- having like fighting the fight on the front lines for the players union that are the the people that are actually active players and are on the players union board or whatever you know it it is uh there there isn't enough representation of like smaller time guys i feel like there's no one that's worried about a page like i know guys are you know like listen the minimum salary in baseball for a veteran is what you know like five hundred thousand or something like that and that's uh, obviously a fantastic salary at any point but like by the same time you know those I'm not here to speak on anyone's financial situation or what they've had to deal with in their life. There could, there's definitely veterans in the league that are living paycheck to paycheck and need that money. They need money coming in every year, whether that's responsible or not. We don't know. Maybe someone has fucking sick family members that they've been paying out of pocket for medical costs that cost a million dollars a year and they make 1.2 million. Like you don't know, you know? There's just, and I'm not saying it's widespread, but I feel like there's not enough representation of people that aren't making the big bucks per se in 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 relative relative terms to MLB players that they make on that board. You, know, you got Max Scherzer talking about economics, like motherfucker, you make like thirty five million dollars a year. Shut the fuck up about <laughs> economics. Like, what are you talking about? Anytime you're talking to me about like bullshit fucking percentages, like I remember he sent out that whole tweet and everyone was like, don't forget, great uh, insurance finance major at Missouri. Like, go fuck yourself. He went to one fucking class in six years. Like, don't tell me some (laughs) smart fucking insurance. (laughs) My minor at Hartford took five classes in insurance and finance. Yeah. And I'm not saying more about finance. In the stock market and just fucking around and then doing those classes. It's true. And, you know, I'm not saying that he doesn't know necessarily what he's talking about, but, like... That was 20 just a, years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah, exactly. I'm sure he's been brushing up in the bullpen on his fucking Econ <laughs> 101. So, you know, I don't... I just... I don't need to hear it from those guys. And... It's just, these are the, I, I was so mad when I read that statement from him. Like, it was obviously well-intentioned, but I was just like, read the fucking room, dude. Like, read the fucking room. I know you're battling against billionaires, but you're a hundred millionaire. And I don't need to hear it from either of you. You're so, a hundred millionaire. The hundred millionaire are yeah, telling us the millionaire. Stop, yeah. stop playing fucking Robin Hood because you have less than one of the 50 richest people on earth. Like, you're not in that. You're not in that that role. You're not allowed to play that role, no matter how much money the person has. But yeah, so at, when you when you're arguing between that, it becomes a, a matter of who's right and who's wrong. You're not like whether you know if it was a billionaire going up against people on welfare, you're probably gonna side with the people on welfare, give them a little extra like a little extra juice or a little extra you know favor because they they're at a severe disadvantage. But that's not the case here. So we have to look at the facts and who's right, who's wrong, what's right, what's wrong. Yeah. And players, for the most part, have just been flat out wrong. And that's yeah. that's just how it is. I'm sorry that I'm siding with the billionaires, but we've talked about this for three straight weeks, and our opinion hasn't changed. It's just the players are fucking wrong. I get where they're coming from to an extent, but they're just wrong at the end of the day. And I think, like you said, there's plenty of owners that are just like, fuck it. No season. We don't care. If we don't, ha- if that means we pay you zero dollars. Fine. The players cannot do that. The players 
as much as they want to tout, they, I don't think the players as a whole can stand not having a season. The, yeah, and to your point, the ones at the top can, but the majority of baseball players are in the lower to middle, you know, uh, income from whatever, 500000 to a couple million, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, that's, you know. That's half of all these people. These people, some of them live luxurious lives and they're expecting that money to come in. You know, they have expensive mortgages and shit like that. And, and they need that money coming in. So it's a way bigger change to their life than, you know, Max Scherzer or Clayton Kershaw or David Price. And David Price, who I may say, is paying each minor league a leaguer $1,000 a month in the Dodgers system. And he hasn't played a fucking game for the Dodgers. Yeah. yeah. I forgot how many also... minor leaguers are there, but he's he's paying $1,000 to them each. Like, David Price gets a lot of shit for not coming up in big games. Uh, he did it again for the Red Sox in that World Series. Gang, he's gang. obviously uh, batting practice for the Yankees normally. But David yeah. Price is turning out to be a really good guy throughout all this. Yeah, and not and you know to, before we move on to make not make us sound too ignorant, we understand that that people are like five hundred thousand is a fucking absorbent amount of money and a salary to have. But we're not saying that we agree that these people shouldn't be worried about money. If you make five hundred thousand dollars a year, you should have a fucking nest egg. If you don't, that's on you. That's your poor financial management. But also some of them may be first and second year, maybe coming from the minor That's true. Leagues. Yes, and that's true. And those, like I said, there's so many different yeah. perspectives. There's so many different levels to this in terms of what and the more common player is looking is at. A low, is lower income for compared to, it's not the 20, 30 million range. Correct. I shouldn't say lower. When I yeah, say no, lower there, income, it's, it's not just, the tens of millions of. It's just of like, those. you know, regular life. You know, there's the one percenters in baseball and, yeah. and there's the, yeah. the majority yeah. of people don't making, make that. You know, over a million annually. It's just not, you know, or ten million, whatever exactly. you want it. So, but but yeah, just going into their thinking. There's, we're not saying that it's right, but there's definitely a lot of players in that situation where they are expecting that money to continue the lifestyle they have had, however responsible or irresponsible they have been to get there. Yeah, that's their thinking. They that's are cool. the owners are. We know every owner is a billionaire. We don't. We don't need to worry about them. But there are yeah, players. Personally, I hope fucking the Wilpons rot in hell. I, 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 <laughs> okay, I hope they, anyone I gets back. hurt. They might not I be billionaires. Hope yeah, they might not be. Because, <laughs> I just hope it crushes them. I mean, devalues the Mets. Let's get A-Rod. Let's get fucking, what's the other guy? I, I don't, his name's escaping me. The Steve Cohen. Let's get Steve Cohen. Oh, Listen, oh, New, York, New York City alone's worth $2 billion. They could they could be they could be a completely new franchise. That city alone's worth two billion in in one of the four majors. And you know and yeah. you know what I, I I think the Mets would be the only one that wouldn't. I think they would. I think the Wilpons are the only motherfuckers that would would if anyone would devalue it, it'd be them going through this. What was, what was the deal with uh, Colin? Was it two point five? I think somewhere two low twos, mid twos. Okay. I think two two or two five somewhere in there. Yeah, but, no. maybe, but they're losing lots of money from this. One, seven, one, lots eight. of money. So it's 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 going down. The price is going down. Uh, what How killed do you them? not take that? If Tomorrow. someone offered me two point five billion for anything, I don't they've care also, what it is. Like, I'd take it. They've also like don't have much money. As as I, it sounds going to sound really weird, but they literally have had to borrow money from other owners and other you know billionaires literally to meet payroll. So, 
you know, obviously good. they have money, but like that's kind of embarrassing as a, as an owner that you don't have enough money to meet like your payroll. Like that's obviously it's a ton of money, but like you can't do your job. You had one fucking job. Pay pay the players, and you need to borrow from other people to pay the players. No wonder the Mets have been so cheap. Like, I, imagine I just, that was like if 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 the Wilpons came to you and asked for money, I'd be like, yeah, top prospect right now. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. You want, maybe, you want maybe that's why we maybe million? That's why we've had no farm system for the last ten years before before Pete Alonso and Jeff McNeil. We and you know other than these pitchers, what was the last hitting prospect the Mets have had before Alonso? That is come up through the Mets and played, aside from Pete Alonso and Jeff McNeil. Like, really good player. Oh, like really? Or like a good, like a really nice player. I guess Conforto, I guess, is one. But he's not great. He's he's good. But, really good? I mean... Was Jose Reyes uh, homegrown? Yeah, Reyes. Pretty uh, Reyes and right. 20 years ago. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say. I was like, yeah, 20 years ago, you had one. Normally we overpaid Jason Bay to hit hit fucking 11 home runs and 37 RBIs is fucking albino ass. Yeah, I was Jason Bay is is, he's got to be one of the worst signings. Hey, the Red Sox. I think he literally hit like 13 home runs and batted 220 the year before. He was a 30 hundred guy batting like 290 for the Red Sox. He was a stud. And this is just issues that we have. That are, and this is why, and the money issues, this is why we still play Bobby Bonilla every day, every year, once a year, a, a million dollars. Isn't that coming up on the end of it? No, nope, nope, it's not even close. Oh, I think it's like 2032. I think it's like 2032. It's literally like 15 oh, more years. I think it was like 20 years. I thought it ended in like 2021, but I think that's the amount of years it got extended. It's at least 10 more years, I can assure you. It's, <laughs> that's it's still the funniest it's, thing. What a deal by him. How much did he turn it into? He turned he turned like ten million into like thirty five or forty million. Something like I I don't wish to tell you that. I don't know it. I don't care to know it, but it's whoever was the they just didn't I don't even know who who was the it was the Wilpons? Yeah. I'm a, I mean, who else owned the team? I don't yeah, know. I, don't, I, I, don't I mean know I really should know that honestly, but I don't I'm presuming it was a, who think, who fucked the Wilpons more, Bernie Madoff or COVID? Bernie Madoff took like six hundred million. Still a lot Bernie of people Madoff. don't know that six hundred million dollars is a lot of fucking money. No, you did. That's a team going enough to get fucked by him. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, granted, he had one of the better reputations in Wall Street at the time, but you know, you still got fucked. And that's a lot of fucking money. And that's why – that's part of the reason they did the Bobby Bonilla thing was because of Madoff. I still can't believe his his, his name is Madoff. <laughs> he made off with a lot he of made fucking off, money. Yeah. He made off with all the Mets' yeah. fucking money, but – Of course the Mets are like the only team in, in New York to be a part of this. It's just so classic Mets. Yeah, the Steinbrenners were like, ah, you can go yeah. – so. Meanwhile, the Steinbrenners like tripling their mutual funds on the <laughs> across the board, turning forty cents uh, into a million dollars. There's not much else to say, guys. We ended That's up with Bernie Madoff. I mean, so, we, we we digressed so so greatly at such a rapid rate, and I I can only blame the Wilpons. 
<laughs> yep, that's that's who we're gonna that's who we're gonna blame it on. We can pretty much blame everything on them at this point. But um, yeah, that's it for this week. Um, luckily, NBA seems like it's coming back. We'll obviously have more on that next week because they are voting to finalize that tomorrow. Um, so we'll have the solid plans by next week. Hopefully, maybe some more news on hockey. Maybe some movement on baseball one way or the other, but we will um, be waiting for that. Uh, in the meantime, go follow us on the socials. Check out the store on BleacherFan.com. Dave's rocking his new embroidered sweatpants. Uh, my girlfriend Emily got her embroidered sweatpants this week. They love them. They're super comfortable, super high quality. I got a sweatshirt. We got some shirts, all good quality stuff, a bunch of team-centric stuff. Go check it out. Um, support us so we can keep doing this. And uh, until then, take it easy. Be safe. 